This is for the nerds, this is for the brainiacs, this is what we deserve Go ahead and play it back, you ain't gonna touch me You not gonna do nothing, you are not above me I bet you wish you was me, I know that I know What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Only Friends podcast. We are joined by a very, very special, welcomed guest today. My man Guapo is back in the building. He's I back. Relieved of my duty. He came back for your birthday. Like I, a phoenix rising from the ashes. Right. Yeah. Couldn't, couldn't appreciate this one enough, buddy. Uh, very special. Happy birthday, Matthew. <laughs> Where are you yeah, happy birthday, Thank you. Matthew. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Appreciate that. I don't know about you. Mm. But you're feeling 42. No. Everything's <laughs> gonna be alright. Eh? No. Nope. Brian uh, words, I don't. We're not, we're not you. doing this. <laughs> yeah. Right, he only likes to sing when it's his song. Mm -hmm. Real bad hey, Tortoise, team player. What, what do you think about all these AI um, things going on with your girl? Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> Pro. Damn. I mean, you Can't know, put those on the podcast. This is the thing that's going to happen. It's like, you know, as AI gets more and more, you know, popular and more and more advanced, you're just going to see celebrities being in, you spots know, they spots be. they shouldn't be in or don't want to mm -hmm. be in. Right. And I don't think there's anything anybody can do about it, really. Sad. It is, uh, it's interesting. It's very, it's very unfair. It's, it um, is unfair. It's very unfair to celebs. It's very unfair to, especially women, I think. Yeah. Uh, but it's, it does seem like a very unstoppable force. Right. Like, I was thinking about this. Maybe, maybe I'm onto something. I'm not sure. But we're to a point now where, like, AI avatars have been created. Uh, I think Meta has, like, AI celebrity avatars of some sort. Where you could just like talk to like Scarlett Johansson mm -hmm. or, or whatever, right? Yeah. And somehow they, I guess they've partnered with the actual celeb themselves so that they own they can their, use their likeness. Their likeness. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then they change the name. So it's instead of Scarlett, it's like, you know, Crimson. Charlotte. Okay. <laughs> I was doing something different than you, but fine. Okay. We, I see what, what's happening here. I like Crimson. Clementine, maybe. Charlotte yeah. Johansson. Uh, you're very uncreative, Zoomer. Um, but take what you can get, but, uh, like what's stopping and this has to exist for sure. Somebody's already doing this, but like what's stopping somebody from just being entrepreneurial and getting a bunch of like AI sex workers, right. Mm -hmm. To just run OnlyFans accounts. Oh, this happens all the time for sure. So I assume this is going to happen because it's already happening for, as for influencers on uh, like Instagram mm -hmm. or TikTok. Like, yeah, yeah. There's and just, the upside so much lower like, for them. Like girls or whatever on there, and it's just like, nope, I'm an AI generated person, right. and I dance and I, you know, I do like TikTok dances and all that kind of stuff. Right. And, so like TikTok is right. the number one funnel to OnlyFans. Mm -hmm. um, I know. <laughs> I actually, I uh, I have a friend who has been like an OnlyFans girl since the pandemic. And she, I, I wish I knew how it worked. The only answer I can see is that like, she's just really hot. But get her on the podcast. She, she's built like 
dozens of TikTok accounts to seven figure followers. And like each one is a different genre. Mm -hmm. So she doesn't do nude stuff. Uh, she just like does cosplay. And each TikTok channel is like a different version of cosplay, right? So it's like she'll have one that is like, uh, you know, like video game characters or mm -hmm. whatever. Superhero. I, I don't know enough about that world, but like, yeah, she does like all of that stuff. And each one is just her running through a template of uh, videos where she's, you know, dancing and dressing up in a certain fashion that generates um, a, like a lot of attention from the algorithm. And she's grown each and every one of them to like seven figures Crazy. and then just funnels people to OnlyFans. Yeah. Right. So they go to her profile, click the link, like whatever. Eventually, link in bio. Uh, eventually, like almost all of her accounts end up getting mm -hmm. shut down. And I'm not sure exactly what triggers the shutdown. Like, I don't know if she puts out content that's like too scandalous or whatever. But anyway, uh, she was saying like TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube shorts are like the three biggest avenues to funnel people to OnlyFans. And it's like, well, what if you didn't have to do this as a person? What if I could just replicate right. something like you mm -hmm. that's AI generated, is attractive, maybe difficult to distinguish between being a real human and uh, a bot and just turn it on 24 seven, you know, just let I, it run. I think that's where it's, where it's headed. This is happening now. This is how Andrew yeah. Tate got rich, except he was, you know, exploiting real women. Right. And, you know, potentially sex trafficking them. Here, there's no there's no downside right like there's no i don't think no i mean it's there's not nothing a real person right yeah like there's no person having to to potentially like juggle their morality or or anything along those lines it's just a fucking generated cartoon yeah not cartoon but i mean basically right like a real a life animated yeah. jpeg yeah. yeah yeah i think i'm starting to drink the uh andrew tate kool-aid oh no stop dude i used to watch like some of his stuff because he would show up on YMH and they would just like clown on him and I'm like this guy's such an idiot. What's YMH? Uh, your mom's house. Oh okay. Yeah. Tom, Tom Segura. <laughs> yeah Tom Segura. Um, right. Yeah. But now the more I watch him I'm like ah uh, maybe he's got a point. Here. No see oh, no, this no, is this, no, this no, is exactly no. how the algorithm gets people because he will in his hundreds or thousands of hours of spouting absolute dog shit takes <laughs> he'll have one like he'll have okay. one that he'll hits. Have, i mean like w well you know there's some foundational things that he does i don't i don't know if like well is the right word but like that are uh considered to be virtuous as a man like you know like he he you know professes like hard work he professes like sacrifice mm -hmm. and, and things like this these are virtuous characters or characteristics but only whenever attributed to uh, other characteristics that are in line with morality, right? Mm -hmm. Like you can't like have those things uh, off to the side while you're like directly exploiting females for your own gain and mm -hmm. like all this other stuff. And what happens with the algorithm is it'll take a 30 second short where he's like, I wake up, I go to the gym, I kickbox, I go back to the gym, I eat my fucking meat and then I go to sleep and I do it all over again. It's like, oh, well, that's a pretty easy message to get behind right. if you're kind of like stuck in the shit and you're looking for a way to find self-discipline and get your mm -hmm. way out. But it's losing the greater context of who Andrew Tate actually is as a human being and right. like how deplorable he is. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and how exploitative he is as, as like an overall person. I had this talk with Henry on the drive to Tahoe because... Jill Bain? Yeah, I think it was the same thing. He's like, 
He's like, I don't know, man. Like, you know, this guy like really bootstrapped <laughs> his more, way yeah, up. And the more you listen to him, it's like, yeah, he, he'll have like these small nuggets. But then again, listen, Ben Shapiro is having the same effect on me as well. Oh, I no. used to hate all of his takes. And you should. Yeah, and the more I listen to him, bad. I'm, like, uh, I'm like, maybe he's got a point here. I don't know. No. I'm a sucker. It's not, well, it's not your fault. Um, it's not your fault. It's I mean, not your fault. It's, it's partially your fault. your fault because you can be more aware of it. Wow. What did I just drink? Kool-Aid? Jesus Christ. No, that's... Guapo, he's the one who drank the Kool-Aid. That's true. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, but what I was going to say is like, it, it's not your fault in the sense that this is the way that the short form contact, content really manipulates people mm-hmm. in, uh, in a way where... It's designed that way. Yeah, in a way where like it, it can totally skew your, your opinion of somebody that you watch in longer form. Like Jordan, uh, there, there are so many of these like... Jordan Peterson, yeah. Yeah, these like right. uh, really divisive characters that are are legitimately speaking on a mic in order to divide and conquer D- donald trump is the ultimate person for sure right he he's the like the i think the difference about trump is that it's hard to find snippets of him sounding intelligent <laughs> right and and that's not even a slight against yeah. uh like right or left leaning it's just that trump himself is a bumbling idiot like i think biden's an idiot too uh, and it's difficult to find a 30-second speech where he isn't sounding like completely on his deathbed. Uh, but again, like that's also manipulated by the algorithm. Like I fall, I fall victim to every single time I click on a Biden clip, he's fumbling around talking yeah, about birthdays and, right. and nonsense, right? right? So it's just like all of this is uh, is like the the manipulative. That's why the clips go hard, though. Exactly, because they do divide and they do conquer, right? Mm-hmm. So there are these divisive characters like Jordan Peterson, Andrew Tate is one, um, uh, Ben Shapiro is, but in a very, very different way. Uh, he's very much more about the politics, right? Where these other two are very much more about the sexism. Um, I think Rogan has like started to fall down this ra- down this trap. And the funny part about Rogan is that I actually think the the, the like scope of his work is probably a lot more reasonable than the way that we digest him, right? Yeah, he's putting I think out, of Rogan is like middle of the road kind of guy. He's definitely not middle of the road. Really? No. I think wow. he started off pretty liberal and then throughout the pandemic and moving to Austin around a bunch of like techies and uh, high-end socialites, I think he's shifted pretty hard conservative, but that's not, that's not really my point. Um, well, I'm sure signing a... $100 million deal probably makes you a little more conservative. Yeah, maybe, but uh, I don't care about people's politics, to be quite frank. I care more about like their social stances, and what happened was that he just dug his heels in on COVID. He just like wants to be on the right side of COVID so badly that he can't find a middle-of-the-road uh, take on anything anymore. Now, everything is just built around the divisiveness of COVID, right? Where it's like, if you're a vaxxer, then you are an extreme liberal, and therefore... Uh, all these other things must be true as well. Mm-hmm. And it's the same with him now. Like he's created this identity out about uh, of being like a non-vaxxer. And the same thing with like Aaron Rodgers, who like just like willingly seems to be divisive for no good reason, right? <laughs> like they just create this identity around mm-hmm. this one particular sticking point that they've decided they've become an expert on. And based off of that now, all of their political alignment, all of their social alignment, everything else is like spawning off of it because they have to surround themselves with like-minded people right so it's just like well i need to find a bunch of other anti-vaxxers and 
you know, you find a bunch of crackpots like fucking Andrew or uh, what's his name? Jones. Uh, Alex Jones. Alex Jones, yeah. Uh, you know, you end up like down that rabbit hole. Are you it's saying just the like, water didn't turn the frogs gay? I, you know, I don't think it turned them gay. <laughs> personally. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, you know, uh, maybe. Uh, I, I don't know. But, hey, look, I'm I'm taking my own crack at uh, fucking with the algorithm. You know, I'm, I'm trying to... To see how much we can manipulate. Yeah, see, yeah you're are. stirring the pot. See if we can get out there. And, and yeah. you know, I'm here and I'm going to do it out of the goodness of my heart. And you're I'm going to do it your way. I'm going to do it my way. And I'm okay, going to give you guys, I'm going to give you the fucking takes that you've been waiting to hear. Okay. I'm giving you for, I don't know how much longer. I, I might do this for the next year, to be honest. I'm already two tips in and I'm enjoying the fuck out of it. So thank you, algorithm. Mm, I will be giving you day. guys all the tip of the day. And yesterday's tip of the day is a very powerful one. This is one that I learned from Sean Perry. Okay. Uh, though Ace King is powerful, remember, it's just a drawing hand. <laughs> Rather than commit your stack pre, opt a call. See a flop. If you make a pair, you're going to be way ahead. If you miss, you just get to check fold and avoid all of these tricky turn and river decisions. Make sure you like and follow for more daily tips from your man, Burke. I'm going to be hitting you with the fucking gold, baby. And that shit is going to continue to go viral. I, I promise you. I'm, it's, even though it's a meme, it's still cringy. Is it, it a it, meme, it, Brian? Is it tort? God, I hope so. Is it tortoise? <laughs> I mean, it's pretty easily digestible for sure. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Do you do you think it's a meme there, Tortoise? You yeah. you you're not out there folding Ace King in three way all in spots. I'm the I'm the one that actually gave you this advice. Exactly. So. <laughs> this exactly. is yeah. Behind all this is is you know the Tortoise Strat. Mm-hmm. Right. That's right. Got to be careful. That's right. And dangerous world out there, Ricky. You need to be afraid. Yeah. Of things. <laughs> right. Okay. It's a cold world. Risk is bad. <laughs> Risk is bad. We we just fold our way to victory. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, if you're unsure, fold. You know right? what? Min cash is better than no cash. That's right, Brian. You know what? Uh, tomorrow's tip of the day. I'm going <laughs> to give you guys a little, a little, little quick, a little quick preview. It's going to be you can't win. No, that's not it. It's gonna <laughs> just be, you can't win. That's you can't. It. <laughs> you, you can't win. Tip you of the just day. Just can't win. Don't play. Tip of the day. That's going to be you can't lose what you can't, what you don't put in the middle. Mm. Mm. That's right. You mm -hmm. can't. Tip of the day. Mm -hmm. You can't win. Got much that either. one from Mike McD. That's right. Can't win much either. Huh? Yeah. Well. I think that we're off to a great start, personally. Yeah. I like the way this is headed. Uh, <laughs> before you know it, there's just going to be like a 30-second uh, clip of me with like some dark motivational music behind it mm -hmm. talking about Ace King is just a drawing hand. <laughs> I think I can work on that for you. See? Guapo's yeah. on it, man. Mm -hmm. Guapo's on it. We actually do have a great show for you guys today. It's my birthday, and that was my gift. So I appreciate you guys all for showing up. Thank you so much for the birthday wishes. I am a spry, spry 31. Yeah, you I wish. know, I know. You fucking Big, wish. Uh, there it is. Happy birthday. Woo! Big 3-1. Really appreciate Big it, guys. Three, one. Um, well, you know what, three, why not just like, you know... Two, 30, tick, two ticks down and be 29. 31 was a good year. 29 was broke. Ah. 31, I got in the big game. Ah, I Big see. year 31. Wait, that was 11 years ago? Yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was 37 years ago. Sadly, it was. Yeah. Oh, Matt, do man. you use your actual age on your Tinder profile? Uh, <laughs> that's a good question. I mean... That, a, that hesitation. Well, because well, the answer is yes, I didn't put in a fake age. You use but, your actual height? I mean, you're getting okay. to that age. We'll get into, we'll get into another conversation. <laughs> Might be a good idea. My butt there is I think you can hide your age on, on Tinder. You can. Mm. So I may not have my age up. 
but it is the correct age. Um, yeah. And as far as my actual height goes, this is this is actually hilarious. And I think I'm gonna start taking Melissa's advice. Uh, so I'm I'm just six foot, and I list myself as six foot. But she made me aware that nobody in the world is six foot. Right. It's, it's just a made up height. Right. Um, because every, if you're five, if you're five eleven on Tinder, you're six foot. Right. So then, if you say six foot, they know you're nine six foot. She basically told me like if you're five nine or up, you're just going to claim six foot. Right. And if you're six foot to six three, you're just going to claim like six one. And I realized that like, though I don't think that that is even remotely close to true. No. And where I come from. No one's going to like make themselves. Taller people make themselves shorter, like short, if they're extremely tall. Like Landon will claim six four all the time. And but he, six five? But he's six five. I'll take six five. Either way. Right. Yeah. I'm like, but like six six is too much. The, yeah. the, the, the the number Jordan was six six. It's decreasing. Like when it comes to like success on like dating apps, six it's six five and like six five, six three, six three, six five, and then six six is a decline. Yeah. It's like you're too tall. Like freakishly tall. Six, How tall are you so actually? Like Landon. why are you not in the NBA? How tall are tall? you actually? Um so are there six four or six five? How do you not know? Uh, I guess once you're over six foot, it doesn't matter. I didn't tape measure myself. Yeah. <laughs> it truly doesn't matter yeah, once you're over six foot. So yeah, I'm gonna start listing six one on my profile. Um, and the funny part is, is this is because uh, they will never be the wiser. <laughs> because Melissa brought this up a few times, like this has made its way onto Twitter a, a couple different times. And I've in the same thread, I've had somebody comment, "No way, you're over five nine. and somebody else comment, "I thought you were six three. In the same exact thread. <laughs> it's just like, yeah. well, you know what? I am whatever you guys think I am, because mm-hmm. it really doesn't fucking matter to me. I mean, Which is six three. I'm just taller than everybody. If I was six three, I would not be playing poker. I'd be in a league somewhere, or retired from a league. Be in a league, any league. I don't know what league, but Pick I know it's six three. I would be in a league for sure. Um, speaking of leagues, Super Bowl set. That's right. You guys excited for the Taylor Bowl? I mean, the Super Bowl. <laughs> The Taylor Bowl. I'm very happy that the Ravens lost. Uh, you know what? Anybody but Brady. I'm yeah. Mad. That's anybody but Brady. I'm, I'm happy. I don't well, care. You know. He's out of the league, so it doesn't matter. That's true. But, I mean, Mahomes is the new Brady. But he's not. He's, Six I straight. I just don't. I don't dislike him. Like I, I think maybe because he hasn't just beat us down like Brady did. But, um, well, yeah, our team hasn't been good. Right. So like if I was the Bills, I would be like, oh, God, like this guy sucks. <laughs> I mean, Brady beat why, them down. Why the Bills? Well, because they've they, lost one AFC championship. No, I know, but but like it, like they beat it was two, the Chiefs, right? The Chiefs beat the Bills like I sure. think three. I think Mahomes beat them three times in the playoffs now. Yeah. So it's like and Josh Allen's so good. Yeah, and it's just like Mahomes is in his way. So it's like no, I, 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 I was being a little facetious right, with right. why Allen the Bills, is, but yeah, Allen because Allen is like. But I think you can say ben. the same thing about the Bengals and the yeah. Ravens. No, the Bengals beat them. I mean, once <laughs> we beat yeah, the we beat the Patriots once. No, we now don't think we ever did. Not in the AFC Championship, but we beat them once. In the playoffs? Yeah. With Ben? Yeah. Or maybe mm. we did beat them in the AFC so. Championship. No. Mm. No, the two times <laughs> where it was not. the Jets and... <laughs> Absolutely uh, not. Yeah, it was the Jets and the Broncos. Yeah. Wait, who's the third one? Uh, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Wait a minute, um, how many Super Bowls has Mahomes played in, though? This is his fourth fifth. This will be his fifth? He's two and fourth. fourth. He's two and one. This will be his fourth, yeah. Lost to the Patriots, beat the Niners, beat the Rams. No, he didn't lose. He lost to the. Oh, he lost the Buccaneers. Or not the Rams. Uh, he lost to the Buccaneers. Oh yeah, yeah. Wait. He beat the Rams. He beat the Niners. He be, he beat the Niners. Not the Rams. He beat the Niners and he beat whoever they beat last year. Oh yeah. 
Ah, uh, they beat um, yeah, East, right? <laughs> last year, <laughs> right. literally last year, the Eagles. Yeah, the, Eagles. Beat the Eagles. Yeah, yeah. Woo! That was a long walk for a short drink, boys <sighs> and girls. Really good lord! Well, yeah. I've never heard that but, one. That's uh, a good one. Yeah, I mean, I would have liked to see the Lions outside go. the Lions. You go. know, I mean, that game started off so so great for them, right? They were just dominating, and then. It just kind of fell apart, you know. A couple things, obviously, a couple bounces went. I don't the think Niners it matters. Way, but you have twenty-seven unanswered. I mean, yeah, that's hard to do in one half. I know, but like, if that ball doesn't bounce off of uh, the def- the Lions, I forget who it was, off of his face mask, and then IU catches it. Like, if he just intercepts it there, yeah, yeah, yeah the of game course, is totally different. Of course, um, the, but. You know, they made some mistakes. Ayuk was beat. Or, Call, or, calling a timeout there at the end of the game was atrocious. Yeah, that's what I said. It, I it seems understand. like, well, like, I think the thing was is that it was fourth down and they were afraid that they might not score at a high enough frequency if they didn't gather themselves. Because, like, it's yeah, tough then, to hurry but then, up. But then you just don't run the ball. You just no, don't yeah, yeah, of run course, the ball. Of course, like, the third down right. call was awful. Right. It's like, it's like I understand, like, like I, I don't like running the ball at all. Like I think maybe I think it's like a good time for play action because people believe like that you even, might do that. Yeah, I, I I can't remember who's in the booth. I think it was uh um it was Greg Olson. Yeah, the old tight end. Yeah, uh, he basically said like you know, if you run here, you got to get in. Like implying like we all think that you're capable of running it here. Right. Maybe just like run a little play action boot. Mm-hmm. You know, give yeah. yourself a shot. Yeah, because uh, like it, once you call that timeout, you have to get the onside kick. Right. I mean, it's like. So Five percent, maybe less. Like it's so hard now with the way they change the rules and everything. So like, it, it's just so hard to get an onside kick. And it's just like once you call that time, you're better off just like if you run it. And then you, I know you're gonna be wasting time, but at least you'd still have like thirty seconds in all your time. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like you literally st- probably still be able to get the ball back with like twenty seconds left if yeah. you stop them. So it was better. a pity that they missed the fourth and three. Like that. That's the thing is MCDC will be crucified for going forward on fourth down so many mm-hmm. times in this game but like they were all just so good yeah so correct five minutes yeah, left the, the one where they maybe should have kicked the field goal they said that the analytics was very very close but right it wasn't like egregious either way yeah so and you're on like, the road against a really good san francisco team like going forward in that spot if it's a flip yeah. is like just not that bad right, right. future game yeah um yeah i i love that team actually mm-hmm. uh, who do you like in the super bowl i mean i'm rooting Sam Fran, I guess. Are you just are you are you uh, I'm tired of the Chiefs? No, I'm just pretty indifferent. I are you tired? At, no, because I think that's the thing now. People are like saying, like, are you are you getting sick of the Chiefs? Like people are getting sick of the Patriots. The Patriots is there every year, and the Chiefs are now there every year. Well, I, I don't think I get sick of anything. I just always compare things to the Steelers dynasty. Yeah. So like I didn't want the Patriots to all roads lead the Pittsburgh. Right. I didn't want the Patriots to win the seventh, and they didn't, thank right. God. Yeah. Right. And like, I don't want, you know, Mahomes to win seven. Well, don't, don't so the Niners the have down. six? I think they have five. Five? Right. Their fifth one was Steve Young in 93. Yeah, you're right. I don't think they've won one since. Yeah, they've been back a few times, but. Right. Um, but yeah, so it's like, yeah, they lost whatever. to Baltimore. They lost to uh, the Chiefs. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, it's like, yeah, whatever. I honestly, I'm pretty indifferent. I guess, like, if the Chiefs win, they win. I, I, I truly don't care. Yeah, I hope for a good game. I wish the Eagles would have won last year. It would make this one easier to root for the Chiefs. Yeah. Um, also, like, I don't think this Chiefs team is that good. 
Like, I, it's weird to see they're, a Chiefs team get carried by the this defense. Is, well, this is the best defense they've had through the whole thing. Yeah, for right. sure. Not so even like, close. Their defense is really I good. I said their man. defense was good when they played the Dolphins in the regular season. You guys all said I was dumb. No, their defense well, is really, Because their defense really has been perennially bad. <laughs> and, and Mahomes is still Mahomes. And Kelsey is still Kelsey. So like, With Taylor. Yeah, and Taylor's, Taylor's still Taylor. Man. So, <laughs> is the Super Bowl this Sunday or is it next? Next. Sunday? It's yeah. It's a. It's, it's, on, uh, there's like, always a week off in between. Like the ninth ish. The eleventh. Eleventh. So two weeks from now, cash games should be uh, popping. Mm-hmm. Pretty good. The yeah. Super Bowl is here, so it's going to be a fucking real nightmare to navigate. Uh, like walking or not walking the strip, but like just getting to the casinos. Like all these things that fuck up our traffic. Like F one now this like. There's been road work for like the last three weeks. I couldn't figure out why there's so much traffic, and then I realized they're building shit for the Super Bowl. It's like yep. Jesus Christ. Never um, ends. Average ticket price for a Super Bowl probably like 10k, right? No, I heard seven. Really? Yeah, it's super expensive. Do you remember what it was in Detroit when we were gonna go? It's like 2k. Yeah, like 1500 yeah. bucks, and yeah. we were misers. We we're just like, I can't can't justify it. Misers. Yeah. 1500 bucks, man. What a steal now. Um, I don't know if you caught it, but in the post game. Whenever Kelsey like walked up to Tay Tay and gave her a hug or whatever, mm-hmm. she definitely dropped an "I love you." No, little kiss she? on the lips, and as she was walking away, she goes, "Love you." Mm-hmm. But yeah, there's, these real. two are in love for sure. It's are real. they? I think so. I think are it's a. Re- <laughs> listen, I'm only I'm only getting my info from Michelle, and she right, knows right, all right. things Taylor, okay. and she's saying she's like, "I think it's the real deal. I think yeah. they're gonna make it." So okay, well then, yeah. here we are. You know, yeah. I mean, if Michelle says it so, I mean, she, the Oracle, she's the, the Swifty so. of all Swifties. So. That's true. Yeah. I feel like they should there should be like a competition for that, like the ultimate Swifty. Mm-hmm. No, there should not. There's so many. Yeah. No, like I would, someone I would, would throw die. my hat in the ring. No, so, like there'd be like a TV you're show. So weird, bro. You know how many people would would be like? <laughs> she has like 300 million monthly on Spotify. It's like a small. It's like an army. It's yeah. Army. No, yeah. it's they they, they mm-hmm. literally were able to get the AI porn images like. Taken down. Here it is. Here it is. Oh, oh wow. we're gonna get demonetized for this. Fuck. It's okay. We're uh, anyway. Which I have the sound off, and I'm only coming in every like two or three seconds. Yeah. But mm. she definitely drops an "I love you." Yeah. Uh, <laughs> goes back and <laughs> back I, and I, I really don't think it matters. Well. Like we're we're certainly already gonna get demonetized. I, I don't think so. Fuck. I'm willing to gamble on this. Okay. Well, Hold on. What would you like to bet? Why don't we just gamble our, 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 how much we're gonna make? On this? Uh, who's the, who's this woman that just hugged him? Uh, that that's uh, his mom. Elsie's mom. Wait, wait woman? for it. So proud of you, baby. Yes. yes. <laughs> and, and. Oh, uh, maybe we got the wrong Nope, angle. nope, nope. Wait, this, I feel like this isn't the one I saw. Mm. This is way longer. You probably saw an AI. Oh, no, no. That might have been it right <laughs> you there. You probably saw an AI generated version of it. I was watching the fucking game. Uh, the whole game was AI. <laughs> that would make way more sense. When sport when uh, when will sports just become AI generated? Honestly, probably sooner than you think. That would be sad. Actually, yeah. that'd be really sad. But um, you just see like the greatest games of all time. They just wouldn't be real. Well, is that what we're already <laughs> watching? Uh, wow! Big shout out. The turtles to, on to something. <laughs> it might be. Big shout out to Timestamp Bro. Uh, <laughs> Let's go, Seward. Nick Nick Seward. He got third place in the Venetian Deep Stack. Six hundred dollar ultimate stack, one fifty guarantee. Third Let's place go. was twenty thousand two hundred dollars. He crushes it, man. Two timestamps. He's been doing really well, mm-hmm. really well. Uh, I think we're gonna have to get a course out of him. 
I think so. Yeah, I think yeah. it's I think it's probably about time. Mm-hmm. If you guys want to see more of Nick Seward, he's in season ten of Poker Out Loud. Uh, he gets really put in the blender mm-hmm. with all these carnival games as a tournament player. Yep, they don't exactly know what to do about stand up and seven deuce. You know, they're just. They're there to collect their ICM EV. Episode 10 out now. That's right. Episode 10 is out today. Fresh off the presses. You can check that out at solveforwide.io. And stay tuned. I have a tip of the day today for tournament players. That'll be out later (laughs) on my Twitter. Don't worry. Uh, A lot of advice in the ICM streets. Is this just going to be a new segment for the podcast? Or you're like, okay. Yeah, tip of the day. I'm here for it. Tip of the day. I'm just going to give everyone my Ooh, fucking tip. What about tips. just the tip? Just the tip. <laughs> just the tip. Just the tip. Maybe, maybe that's what I'll change the name to. I like mm-hmm. that. Um, I'm headed to Montreal tomorrow. So I'm uh, going to do the show in the morning and then hop a flight. I'll be gone for the rest of the week. You guys will be left with these hooligans to, we'll uh, to run the show. If you guys are in the neighborhood, January 31st, you can come hang out with myself, Schwan Lou. John Ape Styles Van Fleet. We're going to be doing a meetup game at Playground. I think we're going to be playing 1-3 mostly. Um, And then afterwards, there's a 2200 high roller. You'll find all three of us in that. Be sure to uh, hit the link in the description below or hit hashtag uh, WPT Global in the chat. It'll give you a link for all of the information for the series that's currently running at Playground. Um, I think this is a gateway into you going to the Jewel. Because you're going to be there, you're going to be playing some 1-3, you're going to see how fun it is and how joyous it is to be around all these people. And you're going to be like, you know what, I don't think I'm just going to maybe do like a weekly session at the Jewel. Mm. Maybe. I yeah, mean, the Jewel would be they, just the tips. They've been calling for, yeah, you get a lot of, t- you can give you all your tips out <laughs> to everybody. I'll, I'll, I'll definitely <laughs> go there to collect a bunch of collect, tips. You could. I'll get all the tips you from would. the Jewel. You would. We'll get some sick alpha. Um, oh, man. The, the Jewel would be high stakes compared to what we'll be playing. I'm playing 1-3 Canadian. Oh, ah. this is two, three. I mean, this is barely yeah. a dollar. You know, we're, we're, we're talking like 10 cent, 20 cent, basically. Uh, what is the exchange rate at this point? I was about to ask. I don't know. I think, Wapo- I think it's like 25%. Oh, I know what yeah. it is in Thailand. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you do. Uh, big shout out to JJ. He said, happy birthday, bro. God bless. Thank you so much for the super chat. We appreciate you. Uh, all right. Before we get into some of the other shenanigans that are going on in the community, let's, let's hit this in the muck segment. We got a user submitted one from user 162365 i made that number up but it actually is from a user with just a number it's actually user 316164 big shout out to my Mm. man for submitting this hand he says what's with all the donks (laughs) Here we go. West Palm Beach Kennel Club. This is very close mm. to me. 25, 500 cap. 1200 effective. Under the gun opens to 20. Hero on the hijack with 10 of clubs, 10 of diamonds, 3 bets to 80. Under the gun calls, and we go heads up to a flop of Jack of Spades, 10 of Spades, 8 of clubs. Okay. Under the gun leads for 75. Wasn't sure what to make of it. Confused a bit. I call. I'm guessing this is supposed to be a raise. Turn is the seven of spades. Now villain checks. Puts a four liner and spades. His value here, question mark. Maybe nine nine. Ace queen of spades. Ace nine suited calling a three bet pre. But he checked to me. And man, I've got middle set. Board is sketchy, but his line isn't making any sense to me. So I bet 110. He calls. 
River is the six of diamonds. Now he leads again for $250. The hell is happening here? Is he check calling turn with thick value hands? Thick value thick hands. Thick value. <laughs> that, uh, that, that makes me feel like it's viscous. Mm, you know, like, like mucus. Yeah, thick value. <laughs> Some viscous value, mm -hmm. you know? That might yeah. be part of the tip of the day. How to, how to extract viscous value. <laughs> They'll really accuse me of big words at that point. Uh, I might do a tip of the day, too, with just, like, big words. Ridiculously big words. Like, the Friends <laughs> episode. big words. Yeah, like the Friends episode where he uses a thesaurus to yeah. write uh, a, a thank you note to Chandler or whatever. <laughs> uh, this hand felt like a mess, and I was unsure of his line, so I call. Just pay. He shows Ace of Spades, Jack of Clubs for there a bluff, I guess. F of the results, this hand didn't feel great. The flop th lead threw me off. Any input here? What do you boys think? Um, Sounds like a jewel hand. I think, yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I think the, the three bet is a little, a little on the large size to start. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think, well, it was a 4X open. It was a 4X open and any 4X the... Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'm just, yeah. I, right. I, just, I don't. I don't disagree with you. Not, I'm just saying. The, I mean, that's that's kind of like a small part of this hand. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I think I would want to raise the flop. Damn. Okay. I mean, we got. Say more. We we are we are top right. What does your top want to do? It wants to it wants to get all the money in. A lot of bad cards can come on the turn, so that could kill action. I think it's uh, get the money kind of now type of hand get it now baby get it now so i, I would i would elect to raise <laughs> get it while the getting's good okay uh what, what are your thoughts here landon yeah so he leads i just want to i want to look he at leads the half pot at least half yeah we unblocked the jack that's nice queen nine doesn't really exist or i mean it does but who cares nine seven probably nine seven doesn't really exist but who cares and unblocking the jack's nice unblock a lot of the flush draws that he could potentially lead call anyways or like maybe right. lead get in mm. i'm cool with raise here i think flatting jacks makes more sense raise tens and eights yeah can okay. you explain can you explain that real quick landon jacks jacks blocks the ace jack king jack queen jack where tens don't block those for top pair leads yeah if he has things like of the sort uh, okay. He checks. I like bet here. He doesn't really have a nine very often. I like the size too because we still want to bet sets as well as like if we have straights because we want to be protected on board pairs to have full houses and not only straights. And then he leads and it's like, I don't really know what he's doing. Yeah, the river uh, just makes no sense. I'm kind of cool with just flatting here actually. Yeah. It just feels hard to get called by worse even though you probably have the best hand. Kind of like, because at some point I feel like a set might have done something different, but I think this just stems back to I would just raise flop versus the lead because he doesn't really have any lead folds, mm. I would imagine. Mm. It's very hard to have a bet on that board that's not connected that has no equity or starts folding facing aggression. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, I think the way that I would, uh, and obviously this is very difficult to look at in-game, but I think the way that I would analyze this spot or I would encourage people to analyze this spot is to put yourself in the shoes of the leader. Um, and understand that like when people do stuff that's out of line, so I think where one of the big pit pitfalls comes in in trying to determine these fantasy landlines is that um, people are unsure which vantage point to view the opponent's action through, right? Some people will grav gravitate towards like, oh, this is total nonsense, he's always bluffing. And then other people will gravitate towards like, well, he has no reason to lead, so he always has it, right? And I think the best, the best uh, framework to operate from 
is that all strategies are constructed around value, right? And from there, like you build off what, what incentives value has, and then, you know, the rest of your strategy kind of fills in the gaps, right? Like once you've, once you've solidified what value does, then your, uh, your bluffs and, and everything else like work their way in. Okay. So if you look at this from the lens of, uh, what does his value want to do on a board texture like this? Generally, the answer is going to be check raise, right? You're, ta you're talking about the villain here? Yes. Um, so like in general, he should expect a C bet here out of us. Like, I don't know, half the time, maybe. Um, Jack 10 high is just really good for our range. We're going to have a lot of equity. Yeah. We have like probably near range bet. Yeah. And like, you're, you just aren't very incentivized to, uh, check back at, at a really high frequency with your overcards. Like you don't play a ton of check back with ace king, um, or, or ace queens. I mean, you know, you do some, but I, I would estimate that you're probably, I don't know. You're probably C betting like around half the time here. Uh, I would guess. I would maybe may more, maybe more. I mean, like they just have a lot of middle. Even in practice, in practice, I think a ra like range bet pured, like for forty percent, seems nice. They just have so many pairs that they shouldn't, in theory, like deuces, like threes, pocket, fours, yeah. fives, sixes, sevens, and then like a lot of suited stuff that might just still peel. Yeah, sure, like but ace like, wheel low. The the issue with with thinking of it that way is that uh, the hands that benefit from those hands folding often dominate that range, right? Because like the hands that are benefiting for you are like pocket sevens and all you're doing is folding out smaller pairs and then hands you dominate like ace five right and then when you get called now you're against a dominating range where they basically interact with the board in some high frequency so uh, i mean yeah. they don't have a lot of misses here you know neither do we right and that's kind of the thing that's why i think it's like probably well, they, they do have a decent amount like that pair region can be more depending. Sure, but it those those misses are like worth very very little, and they often fold pretty easily later. So I guess like yeah, that's why I'm yeah. estimating we check a fair frequency. Yeah, the issue is if we check, they might bluff us off the hands that we have like that. But that's kind of it's pretty moot there. because we're not three betting it pure, but they're calling it pure if they opened it. Which they open it pure. <laughs> right, yeah. So it's like they have a higher concentration of those mm -hmm. hands by a long shot. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, th I think like checking back here is pretty reasonable. But the point that I'm trying to get to is that his value is first and foremost incentivized to play an all-in pot, right? Especially on a texture like this where it's it's likely to change. The villain's value. The villain's value, yeah. Right. Um, and that's nearly impossible to do through the check line, right? Or sorry, through the bet line. Right, because uh, it's just going to go call so often. Correct. So... What I would then kind of envision is that most of his donks here are being built out of the range that feels very uncomfortable calling Middling multiple portion. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, it's the had, next right? tier of value, mm -hmm. right? The, the, the range that needs protection. Yeah. So what purpose does betting serve for that range? And it feels like protection, right? It, it makes ace-king and ace-queen uncomfortable. It makes, um, I guess, like, you know, if, if you're actually able to break it down from a range construction standpoint, you would realize that, like, it actually doesn't serve you the way that it appears. Yeah. Because, sure, you get value from some hands that you dominate, but a lot of those hands would have bet anyway, right? Like, if you bet a hand like ace-jack, then, sure, king-jack and queen-jack are going to call, and that's good for you. Uh, you also may freeze a hand like jack-10 suited, which may not feel inclined to raise but 
none of this really matters, right? Like you're just trying to shortcut the inevitability of having to play multiple streets in a situation where equities are going to run really close. So I guess like the reason I, I frame all of it that way is because now if you're the imposition player and you find yourself at the top, well, you need to generate your strategy based off of what your best hands want to do. And if you're fortunate enough to have one of those best hands, you should recognize that the vast majority of them want to fast track playing an all in pot. The simple reason being that you're almost never beaten. He has Jack's, some frequency but not often but he will very rarely have hands like queen nine and nine seven and even when he does you have pretty good equity against those hands you're like 40 percent ish yeah right so the ev of your hand is actually driven through building the pot as early and as often as possible because of exactly what you said the board texture deteriorates it's not easy to find bricks right when you allow a range to remain wide right now all of a sudden a seven isn't the same brick that it would be if it went like bet raise call that's not to say that there wouldn't be some nine x in the bet raise call line but like pocket nines for example shouldn't really be donking it doesn't bet the incentive doesn't align right it shouldn't really be donking and then calling a raise right if it makes the mistake of donking it kind of has to surrender now maybe it won't but you know who knows Point is, is like you can't really make errors with top of range. Mm -hmm. So I would heavily lean into wanting to just build a pot and then start to think about, well, what other hands can I raise that serve me well through denial? And it's going to be your ace kings, your ace queens, your king queens, like very, very natural, easy to find bluffs, right? That are then going to put you on the turn and give you another decision. Hoping that they don't have the set that piles on us, but that's on them. I it's suppose. it's just pretty hard to mm -hmm. both have a set and take that line. Or like Jack ten sets, and then like yeah. But if if uh, if you the raise, high equity draws, if you raise if you Ace will. King no spade and get piled on by Jack ten, like whatever, bro. Yeah, yeah. you know, take the fucking pot. Yeah, we yeah. we hey, Ace King's a drawing hand. Man. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't even make a pair yet. You know, right? C C three and exit the hand. What 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 is two point five big blinds in EV between friends? You know, what does it matter? What would the solver do? Who cares? Who cares, bro? You can't. You're not the solver. Yeah. You can't execute what the solver would do, but your opponents can. So just fucking give up. Just let, give up. Let it go. Get a job, cuz. <laughs> Get a fucking job. Yeah, the, the game is gone. The solution is a sit out pre. Yeah. <laughs> Unreg. Yeah, just yeah. Just unreg. Um, so yeah, I, I think like flop, I, I don't like calling. I don't think we need to play traps on a board like this. Um, we have other better hands, in my opinion, I would to just call with. Flip it. Like I would trap with aces and kings. Exactly. Precisely. Because you don't really want to raise, get piled on if exactly. that's ever the case. Mm -hmm. Precisely. And then with a set, you unblock the jack, and maybe he has queens that's just kind of going for it himself and goes like the lead and then just Oh, we could have ace jack them all in yep. kind of thing. Yeah, I'm totally with you there. Uh I, I think I think we just need to uh, put in a race here and move on with our lives. Play accordingly. <laughs> um, you do cooler bottom set too. It's very interesting how Ace Jack chose to play too, because he actually peels pretty nicely with uh, with the Ace of Spades, right? And then he chooses the check. That's weird. Very strange. It's a very incongruent line. Uh, a lot of this doesn't make sense to me. He bailed. Uh, what do you guys think about the turn bet choice? I, I like bet. I like bet size. Yeah, I like the size. Mm -hmm. I think the choice to bet is very good. Like you said, he shouldn't have a lot of nines in his range. Right. And so if he does, it doesn't matter. It they're doesn't not, matter. Yeah. They're not going to check raise. They're not going to check raise because 
Yeah, of course. Spades came. Spades came, right? right. And you have equity, so it's like, Yeah. Um, <laughs> I like. That. I think you can go a little bit bigger. I think, I think people make. I think a lot of people make that mistake of not betting here. Agreed. Right? The board gets way, the board, way too. The board gets like, oh, that. that's the worst card in the deck when it's like it, you know. And like now you check and then, yeah, right, it's a, <laughs> right, and, and then, but then you just lose so much value, right? So you yeah. lose value, and then you never have full houses and mm -hmm. bet, bet, bet lines. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I, I think that that's a really astute point. Like, way, way, way too often uh, we miss this bet and right. we're just giving up way too much value because he does mm -hmm. have a hand like Ace, Jack, Ace of Spades. Yeah. He does have a hand like Jack 10 some of the time that we need to get two or three streets from. You don't really lose here. Right, right. Yeah, he has queens with the spade sometimes. Like, you know, the, these, these hands all exist and we just don't really lose much unless he somehow took a very wonky line with the nut flush. In which case, like... Please don't pile on me, daddy. You know, <laughs> uh, what are you doing versus a pile on turn? Versus a pile on turn, I, just, I would just fold and be like, "Wow, that's a pretty sick game." Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I guess you don't really get piled on. No, right? that's the point. It's like, right? like pot and a half or something. You should never get piled. Right. On. Yeah, and then but on, that's what makes the bet good. Yeah. Right. Then on river facing like the forty percent, just pay. Show me. Well. I, I don't think wanna, it's a debate whether or not we're paying. I just kind of want to see what he has. Like, I want to see what he has. If I raise, you have to get caught by worse. Yeah. Raising, raising's yeah, yeah, yeah. tough. That's, that's probably it. I think raising's tough. It's in one of those annoying spots. Yeah. If it had checked to you, do you think that he has a bet there? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, well, I think so too. Yeah. What if he gets check jammed on on River? A little old. It's a bottom value too. bet. Yeah. 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 Now he has, to, now he has to bluff with Ace Jack with the spade, mm -hmm. which he should. But I mean, does he? I don't know, but like as played, like it doesn't play very well as a call. Didn't really play very well as a flop lead either. That that part's very true. <laughs> You're not wrong, Landon. You are not wrong. All right, let's take a look and see what the wizard has to say about uh, all of this. What do wizard? What what does the wizard hold think on. of this? When, mm -hmm. when you ask, do you know what the output is? No, I haven't looked yet. Okay. Uh, all I've done so far is lock him to have a lead range because this is a pure check. You locked him for the six percent. I just gave him a six percent lead, yeah. and this is what it looks like in theory. If he were to, like, I didn't lock the candidates; I just locked the whole range. What happens if he checks? Let's see how much we range, how much we bet. Wait, why is Bun? If, if he checks, we bet. Okay, I was I was pretty oh, close. He bets forty two and a half. So we check a lot. Yeah. Uh, you can see that. I mean. This is a pretty wide three bet range. I mean, okay, wait, 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 wait. Why do we have ten five suited? <laughs> oh, wait, fuck. this is big on bun single race pot. Hold on. I apologize. Let's rewrite. Oh, wait it. a minute. Wait a minute. My bad, bro. My bad. Wait a minute. My bad. I done fucked up. <laughs> yeah. Let's let's try this again. Oh, so, you're supposed to just fold tens pure pre flop. Right. 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 <laughs> it's a, it's a trouble hand, man. You know, so many over cards can come. You're right, Brian. You're actually right. Jeez. An uh, oversight. Blunder. Mm -hmm. I know what happened. Tip I've, of the day: Don't I've play nines up. through jacks. Just, just take that out of your range. <laughs> Those are called. That's the trouble section. That's yeah. the danger zone. Danger zone. Yep. That's that's the no zone. That's the no. The no go zone. The no, -go the no zone. fun zone. Uh, Landon, how are the cash game streets treating you on WSOP? Pretty good. You've been playing two five, right? Yeah, mostly two five. Okay. It's been fun. And what do we think of the uh, competition at two five in WSOP? Games are good. <laughs> <laughs> games are good. The games uh, are good. The games, games are good. Are I do good. really think that I've gotten a lot better at cash from playing tournaments, just because when you start playing with more hands, you have to figure out figure out like what bottom is, and then when you're playing deeper and you're sort of most of the time in polarized spots, you want to figure out like what I can bet, what I can't bet, and then find the middle. And uh, it's been really helpful playing a lot. You of posted a hand the other day where somebody went like overbet. 
flop over bet turn and you clicked and you yeah folded. yeah that yeah, was yeah, crazy. yeah 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 that was fun so, so like it sounds like I you had it though i didn't know you didn't hit a gut <laughs> oh, shot wow. i think right no i opened it oh okay i had a double gutter um mm -hmm. it was button big line spot it was ace ace jack x or something i had queen 10 and called and then turn was uh a nine turn is when you be, you got open-ended yeah, yeah and then he over bets and it's a spot where you actually still have some like clicks for your two pairs in your hands like this because you can't you don't really want to call that much queen high out of position but you also still want to value bet some sets and stuff that your value some sets that you don't always want to trap so. so you think machine likes your line sometimes i think so okay. i think so and then he folded and it felt really good it was from an account that i never really saw play 510 either so i was like New account finds overbets on flop where most people don't overbet. Yeah, uh oh, <laughs> I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to wait on this one. We have to check the authorities. Yeah, let's we'll talk yeah. to the authorities. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we'll see. We'll you see what. We'll see, see what's up with that guy. But he got clicked on. <laughs> Sorry, I'm I'm range painting a little bit because yeah. these high rake sims just uh, they're just a bit too tight. Mm -hmm. Tortoise, I'll be joining yeah, you in the. Uh, I'll be joining you in the let's, two, three streets. So let's I'm pretty excited go. about that. How have you been? How's it's going to be two, weird uh, sitting with 600 bucks in front of me. Oh, you, you know, know, winning and losing $600, that's a lot of money. I mean, I, I mean, it is for me anyway. The turtle graduated. Yeah. yeah. Graduated. To what? To what? You went from one, you went from, you're playing. Oh, well, I was playing one, two, now I'm playing two, three. Yeah. yeah. How, you've been yeah. at two, three for like a month and a half now? Yeah. How's it been? Doing good. Um, doing good. Yeah. Doing good, cuz. Doing, doing good. good. Yeah, what's the win rate? Um, right now it's, I think a hundred about 180 hours in like 20 an hour. It's pretty good. Uh, yeah. What was I, the win I, rate at one two? Uh, it was not good. It was just like, <laughs> not good. no, it was, it was like $8 and no, yeah, it was like $8 an hour. Something, something not great. Plus comps. Um, it's small sample sizes, both of them, obviously. Um, we'll see. We'll see after uh, a full year of playing. Two three and and probably hopefully some two five. They have uh, is two five the, yeah, like the I, biggest. Yeah, I just rooms? won't allow you to play two three for a full year. No, I I, I don't plan to. I won't allow. Um, so, yeah, hopefully we can hover around the eight to ten big blind an hour range and be good. Go from there. When yeah. you make the leap to two five, are you going to go to Bellagio where it's capped, or are you going to go to the win? Uh, I'm I I'll probably play because essentially you're playing two five now. Like, Basically, you're playing Bellagio two five. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't think I would play Bellagio two five hundred. I, I don't. I don't. I don't want to play hundred <laughs> cap, hundred big blind cap. You play the uh, five five only three dollar <laughs> rake. The do they is that run a lot? Um, I heard it doesn't run that much. It's it's one of those things where like yeah. you kind of have to sit two five and then mm -hmm. say like, hey guys, hey, there's a rake break if right. we go play bigger. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, you got to recruit. Guess, Apparently, um, the the game at Caesars has been really good, and they they bump they bump the um, they've been getting like four tables like mm. a lot of two uh, five two five. It's uh, they raised it to a thousand dollar cap, so it's two hundred big blind. Um, you know, and you get those two dollar comp dollars an hour. I mean, jeez, love to hear you it. Know? Yeah. All right, I got this sim up and running. Okay. Okay. So same thing. Still no leads. <clears throat> uh, so I baked in six percent lead here. Um, all hands with equity. <laughs> yeah, and I don't actually know that anybody has kings. God, no. But who knows? I mean, you know, 2-5, like, sometimes they get scared and they just call and trap and whatnot. Yeah. Um, kings king sometimes. But, yeah, so... so uh, if they check now. So, effectively, like, if we check now... Okay, yeah, much more betting. Yeah. yeah, about 71%. But this is a really tight 3-bet range. I'm not really sure. I mean, 
uh i didn't have the opportunity to pull our our player but you know he was pretty happy to just 4x raise with 10 so i imagine he's probably more linear than this but let's go with the the theoretical realm for the time being um so when he does choose donk for 40 percent we can see that okay so i guess it makes sense there's just no response of raise outside yeah. of all in it's because our bluffs don't function well probably like we can't really find we, like why would we construct when they're going to do the hard work for us but yeah i mean i guess basically like because the range is so equity dense uh, but yeah like so even if we le lessen the raise size it's still zero percent so i was wrong there it's it's gonna play pure call give so raise, flop was good 50. okay 75 is pretty big he goes 12 you go 60. you have 5x well he he went 40 percent yeah so 3x i guess would be nope. yeah still just it's not happening just pocket no eights is the only place um uh, but yeah. i imagine that's due to the construction of like what wants to lead Right, because like, look, it's it's two pair plus, and then like nine eight for a pair and a open ender, yeah, and then like a little bit of ace queen. Well, you didn't you didn't really give ace jack a lead very often, which is what bro had. Right, I mean it's in there with the ace of spades at sure. relatively high frequency, yeah. which is what bro had. Sure, I think the um, yeah, because you stack all the value anyways, right. most of the time, like barring bad board. Yeah, yeah. Are we so, saying he's leading on the flop with eight nine? Uh, what was he leading? Maybe. With? He should be. That's his bluff. 8 9 and King 10 were his bluffs. And a little smidge of Ace Queen with a spade. And what's the theory behind leading there? Because you're kind of setting your own price? Well, Set there isn't. There, there, really isn't there really isn't one, right? Because it's just not a thing. It's we're, not being chosen. We're forcing it. Okay. Um, he's, he's losing EV by leading. Okay. Uh, you know, kind of as I mentioned, like. It's like his, if he leads, these are the hands that he would. Right. He should lead with. He shouldn't lead, but if he does, these are the hands he should. And they're lead pretty with. logical. So, right. like, they're probably accurate. Right. So, you like, got to have some. You got to have some bluffs, right? So yeah. Like, that's where they pull pull it from. Okay, so then it does correct course on the turn. You can see that on the seven of spades, he's just checking range. And that does include ace jack with the ace of spades. Uh, so shout out to the opponent. He actually got this one right. Um, and then we do have a near pure bet with tens. I was, I was suspicious of our sizing choice, and I was right. We go bigger. Uh, and I think it's because we need to get the money. Right, so it becomes a matter of like B67, uh, try to attack his one pair drawing hands. And pair plus. Yeah, his pair plus drawing hand type of thing. Uh, you'll see this often whenever we have a lot of value versus a narrow range, right? Because his range that leads is so narrow and um, so equity driven, then we just basically have to do the hard work now to get the money in. Um, so when we go bigger, we can see that, you know, like ace jack with a spade is a pure call. Eights will get it in, which now incentivizes us to call off with tens, of course. Uh, jack 10 suited actually starts to mix, but of course, no one you play with is going to do that in practice. And you can see that queens and kings will start pure folding because they don't lead when they have a spade. But if we fix them to have uh, all versions of kings and all versions of queens, you would see the ones with a spade calling, which now gives us more of a target to shoot at, of course. Uh, so let's correct course instead for the size that was chosen, which I think was third pot. And I imagine we'll just get to bet at a higher frequency than 56%. But although, yeah, okay, so yeah, now we're betting like 70%. Um, so basically this just turns a lot of mixed hands pure whenever we size down. And now you can see like all this does is make Jack-10 a pure call instead of indifferent. Uh, it also allows Ace-Queen to continue, which was a pure fold before. Um, 
So Villain Bro does a good job here. Now when the brick six of diamonds comes off, I don't expect there to be any leading. Yeah. So it's it's gonna again be zero lead. Um here comes the paintbrush. What what did he lead for? 40 percent again? Yeah, something like that. On the river? Yeah. I call these reverse value bets. There's five thirty in the middle and he went two fifty. Yeah, so about forty percent. Yeah. Um and yeah, like if we if we lock giving him like, I don't know, call it ten percent leads, uh it's just gonna be value. You know, like even in the node locked world, um, it just doesn't really want to bet these hands with marginal showdown value. So like it has no bluffs, which is a big reason why it doesn't want to lead, right? It only has ace queen. And it's kind of just saying like, no, we don't have proper blocking properties here to lead this type of hand. Ace jack is too strong uh, with the ace of spades. It serves us better. So like it's literally just pocket eights. Like yeah. I'm afraid I won't get the money with eights. eights. Yeah. Um, so I assume that's going to mean we have a raise. Yeah, you can see that eight or tens are just supposed to play pure jam. Tens, jacks, uh, and then you start bluffing with king, queen, Here's no spades. You start jamming all your flushes, of course. Kings and queens with a spade are actually like really close. They're value jamming, I think. Yeah. Right? Kings, queens, aces. But you can see that they're they're not happy. They're kind of losing small. Sort of the, There's a little bit of noise. Well, the issue is just like the getting called by worst part when they have eights. Because when you jam, you're making eights probably indifferent. Yeah, I think that that's what's happening here is that these are actually bluff jamming. Yeah, I was going to say, they, they'd have to be bluff jamming. How, right, how you because yeah. you can see that like, the reason why we're losing a little bit of VV here is because he's now... And you're just choosing like aces with the ace of spades. Yeah. Well, it's, it seems like it's choosing all combos. All combos? Okay. But I think it's because it needs to find enough bluffs to make up for all of our value. Mm -hmm. Our eights, nines, tens, jacks. Uh, ten nine suited, like all of these hands. We th this is the the vast majority of our range, right? We just have so much of it. Uh, well, all these flushes, yeah, like Ace Eight, is just jamming a lot, right? If you look at Ace Eight for us, because we block eights. There's a uh, yeah, it just a like, like it's even, all combos of Ace Eights. Well, they don't really exist. The other ones, because right? Because we don't the bet hearts, the turn, right? Exactly. Right, right. We don't right, do right, whatever. Right. But yeah. the issue with the lock is that the lock locked out of position to only have eights exactly so now we know he has eights so we're basically yeah we're basically hand playing we're just saying hey we know you have eights do something about all in right so basically what's happening is like these hands are losing a small amount of ev by jamming because so much of it's being recouped by all these other better hands that is now trying to force eights to call because we have such a high concentration to flushes to straights to better sets uh that basically what the solver is saying is like just yolo it off with range <laughs> Because he yeah. only has one exact hand, and he's not going to know what to do. It's why we don't call. Right. It would be a it would be a nightmare if he just folded eights purely. So shove range. Yeah. Right. Just start jamming range, so that he has to at least call with eights some of the time mm -hmm. because you have so much goddamn value. Right. That he's getting torched regardless. Mm -hmm. And I imagine like when we do jam, eights is going to be like maybe fifteen percent call or something like that. Yeah. It's the only so hand it's they the only have. Hand. Yeah. This is what, no, but this is, it's important because this Look is what happens. Range. This range is, is narrowed. This is what happens when you play your, your range in a way that you play, call it hand versus range. Correct. But then they find out what your hand is. Yeah, exactly. It's like playing guess who, but they know who who, who is. Right. right. If yeah. you if yeah, if, if you end up on the river and your range looks like this, you done fucked, <laughs> you up. fucked up. Well, it's worse if you even yeah. include more hand. Like when right. you have ace jack with ace of spades, it gets worse. Yeah. Um, so yeah, anyway, the whole point that I think we can derive from this is like, you know, even if we go back to this node 
and we were to lock to have like all hands included in some capacity, right? Like, let's just give it a 25% bet with everything that he lands here with. Uh, I still think tens is just going to be a, a raise. Oh, I hate when that happens. Okay, good. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like even though now he's betting like a quarter of his range, yeah, tens is still just Those, a pure jam. Yeah. They just have eights too much. Yeah. Right. They have eights, they have jack ten, they have like mm -hmm. hands that have no choice but to call for less than pot. Mm -hmm. uh, and this you can is... see like, whatever, we get value cut by nine, eight, but who cares? That's like, you know, maybe his only nine that's in range. Yeah. And he just doesn't have flushes as played. Yeah. Right? Yeah. The issue is if we're wrong, but who knows? This is what I, so when we talk about the quote unquote, just pay, this is an instance of just pay in mm -hmm. my opinion, right? I want to be wrong value cutting myself more so than I do want to leave value on the table. Yeah. Let him level himself with ace jack and the ace of spades. Let him figure out what the fuck to do because you're now jamming when he has the nut blocker and his mind might just be like, oh, I just found king queen, mm -hmm. you know? And he makes some sort of like super weird hero call like you just have to let yeah. them fuck up yeah that's my basic opinion of small stakes is do the things that will let them fuck up but that's also why i would raise the flop even though like it's pretty heavily disincentivized right mm -hmm. so all in all i think we can give uh, a, a wizard report here to our man and i think that you know he didn't do anything wrong uh you might have missed uh Bling. Oh, he, he got the he got the acceptance. The yep. wizard likes it. Yep. Daddy likes his, it. His biggest mistake in the whole hand was probably not raising on the flop. Am I right? I don't think so. Not according to theory anyway. Okay. Um, because what should happen then is when a deuce comes off, he just wins stacks. Right? Like now ace jack maybe checks, maybe doesn't check, but he's more confident in going bigger, mm -hmm. which will now uh, very likely get him stacks, right? So, so Wizard liked him just calling on the flop? Yeah, yes. pure. It was just no raise. Um, and yeah, if like the deuce of hearts comes off on the turn, now let's say ace-jack checks, you just 2e and bet 67% uh, pot or whatever, 75% pot, I guess it is. Uh, no, I think it was 67. Anyway, uh, you bet that, and then ace-jack either spaz jams or calls, but it's never folding for sure, or at least it's very unlikely to fold. Uh, and now you don't care what the river is because the SBR is so low and you have a set of tens that you're just never folding. You know, the river could be the fucking eight of spades or sorry, the nine of spades and you're just going to go. I call. <laughs> yeah. And like, that's a just pay spot. If a yeah. guy goes lead, check call, dunk jam and you have a set, show yeah. me. Yeah. Show yeah. me, buddy. I don't, I don't care. Just yep. pay. I don't care because I don't know how you got to this spot, but I know that you can panic jam. Mm -hmm. and that's like the biggest thing that I think can be taken away from uh, a spot like this uh, so that was a fun one big shout out to user oh man 316164 appreciate your submission you played it just fine buddy the wizard gave you a thumbs up I think you might have left a little bit on the table but you know all in all good showing we appreciate it uh, and you know thank that man for just uh, giving you two streets when he didn't have to <laughs> you know just it escalated yeah. quickly yeah i mean in in game had he check called i think turn probably just goes check check and then river could be like check fold or b25 fold either way so it's like the guy lost the max not the max you could have maybe gotten stacks but he lost a lot mm -hmm. he lost a lot more than more he, he should have yeah. yeah which uh which we appreciate you know who else lost a lot who's that mr deeb Oh, Deep mm. did lose a lot. Very, very nice. God, it's good to have you back, Wapo. Big shout out to Sean Deep. He's uh, he's Looking out here good. putting up. Look that's at right. That. That's Look at right. that definition and 
Wow. Go ahead, I mean, finish it. It is, it is pretty crazy. crazy. <laughs> it's his stomach. Yeah. Like, it, it looks good. <laughs> look at the shoulder. Yeah. He yeah. Does look he's, good. Got, he's got some striations going on. He does look good. Um, I talked to D privately. I feel good about his chances. I wasn't sure. <laughs> I saw that post and I was like, man, I got to tell you, as somebody who like walks at about 17% always, uh, cutting like like i've i've gotten pat like i've gotten over 20 or whatever and cutting down to 17 for me isn't super tricky because it's my homeostasis right yeah. it's, it's are you humming in the fucking mic no yeah you were <laughs> he was humming happy birthday to you Ricky. <laughs> yeah happy birthday look at him look at this what are you doing <laughs> i'm relaxing like, Listen, it's gonna like evolve into. He's just gonna roll he's gonna in a fucking bed. Yeah. bed in here. He's just gonna, he's bring gonna it be bed. like, yeah, like in the covers, like just literally tucked in with like a little, hold on, yeah, a little teddy bear next to him. You mean uh, the shark? It's it's very clear <laughs> that Landon has become like the an, he's the anti Goggins. <laughs> Stay soft. Stay soft. You know, wow. like fuck, man. You are looking a little soft. <laughs> okay, <laughs> let's go. Yeah, a little, a little let's too go. much ice cream. A little over thick there. in the little thick yeah. in the shorts. No, I mean, you know, it's just like you got to call it how it is when you're out there grinding the P90X2 every day. You, man. You know? I think we, uh, I think we need to run the numbers on Landon as well. <laughs> <laughs> you know, maybe uh, maybe Perkins uh, will give you that money back through a bet i'm waiting mm -hmm. to get my bet my uh -huh. Perkins bet. so it was mainly the the blanket that makes him look soft right not well, not his actual body makes him look like a bitch but yeah uh <laughs> so far this is where deeb's update is he started at 306 pounds i believe uh he's now down to 225 ish and th this is where i was going with the 24 to 17 of why i think it's so challenging like when i get to about 20 and i feel fluffy i'm fluffy I'm like 210, 215. I mean, this last time around, I was peak, peak for me, which was 225. But I also like did a lot of bulking and training. Mm -hmm. So I put on a fair amount of muscle. If I had to guess, I was probably still at around 20%, uh, if not slightly under. These are DEXA scan numbers we're looking at, right? Correct. Okay. So he's for, 71 inches. He's 5'11". Right. So he's 5'11", he's 225-ish, needs to get down to 17%. I would <laughs> estimate... That's going to be somewhere in the neighborhood of like 185 to 190. It couldn't God. just help how much, him out. How much time foot? does he have left? Uh, 16 weeks. 16 weeks. Four months. So he's got like 30 Roughly. pounds to go? Uh, maybe, maybe not. It's the not really pound right. important. It, at this point, lean muscle mass is so fucking imperative to him winning this bet. Because if you take a look at that um, progress pick, it's clear that he's put muscle on, right? Mm -hmm. Like, uh, I mean, we can't really know precisely what he looked like uh at 305 but it wasn't this like this wasn't just what was underneath 305 right clearly like in the process of losing fat he's also retained a fair amount of muscle um but i would say that uh his job isn't done and the tough part about the final 16 weeks like you know anybody who's gone through cuts before the the biggest difficulty is that you're depleted He's probably been on a caloric deficit for like eight months. Yeah. You know, which is really, really fucking hard. And that was kind of why I'm not questioning his motives or, or sorry, I'm not questioning his methods. I, I think that like he's maybe a flip to win it and I'll be really proud of him when he does. I'll be proud of him even if he doesn't, whatever. But from my perspective, if I were in his shoes, I would have front loaded like a lot of what it takes to build. Like I would have just juiced out of the gate because like that was a part of the terms. 
and building that base of muscle is so much more critical that really i would have thought just going ham on cardio no because you don't want to you, you have to save your caloric deficit for when you push the final cut you gotta juice it mm -hmm. right like this you, is what bodybuilders do yeah you can't you can't be trying to put muscle on in the mm -hmm. final 16 weeks well i'm thinking in terms of like the actual bet like you're, the actual bet is a fat is a percentage of fat um, loss. a percentage of body fat right correct so i would think that's like the sole goal and if that is what isn't cardio the way to go no because like look at doug for example he's a perfect example uh when he got down to whatever he was like 13.8 percent or what he missed it by a half a percent whatever he was he was like he looked like more of a marathon runner than a sprinter yeah he was lean well i i think lean is like generous right like he was small he was very, very, very small. And it was clear that he didn't build enough muscle to win the bet. Now, don't get me wrong. Like, he got incredibly close. So maybe his tactics weren't that far off. But the bigger point is that whenever you know that you have this long duration to lose a lot of mass, or sorry, that, that's the wrong way of phrasing it, to lose a lot of fat, you have to understand that there's an exchange taking place here. In order to lose fat, you're better served to replace it with muscle than you are to just lose body mass altogether, right? Deep could have gotten down to 160 and still never be 17%. I mean, that's, that's extreme, pretty unlikely. Yeah. Um, but the point is, is that the, the, the point still stands. You'll retain a certain uh, ratio of fat to body mass, no matter how small you get, right? And if you don't have muscle built there, then you're not going to be like, I think people are of the impression that you can just get like super skinny, like anorexic people are walking around like 8% body fat. And that's just like not really entirely true. It's like skinny fat. Yeah. Right. They're, they're, they're like, you know, not to talk about like eating uh, disorders or anything like that, but like people who are anorexic uh, will greatly lack muscle mass um, because that's what the body consumes. You know, right. the, the body will break down proteins to convert to fat or uh, convert to glycogen so that we can, you know, exist. And then the more muscle mass you have, the easier it is to burn off the fat that you also have. Is that is there that are definitely some there, there are some metabolic upsides mm -hmm. to being right. And I think that Deep has probably experienced those. Like I'm it's sure. clear, it's clear that he has like a pretty good he underlying base. He definitely put on muscle, right? For sure. But uh, the the bigger point I'm 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 speaking to, I guess, is like you don't want to be in a one year cut, okay. right? Yeah. And that's kind of the issue when you're that heavy. Mm -hmm. is that you're heavily incentivized to constantly be at a caloric deficit. Mm -hmm. So I don't really know what his entire method looked like, but I would imagine there was very little time between start and now. Because you wouldn't, so if you put on the muscle mass first, then you wouldn't have to lose as much weight to gain the 17%. Whether you would fat. or you wouldn't, uh, the cut would just simply be easier. Like, I would rather come into uh, if i were him i would rather be 225 well that's, that's i'd rather be 250 and 20 pound or 20 percent body fat than 225 and 20% body fat okay if that makes sense that does make sense yes. okay because like now the final 7% is clearly just concentrated fat and i don't have mm -hmm. to worry about building any more muscle right right i just have to be at a deficit mm -hmm. so this is where i'm banging out cardio i'm banging out high volume uh, type of lifts like supersets and yeah, yeah yeah well yes and no but yeah uh point is is that you're able to reduce the amount of tension and you're able to increase the amount of time so at the end of the day like all of this is just a calculation of time under tension and you play with these variables if you want to build muscle versus maintain muscle versus lose fat and all this other stuff uh point is is like towards the final stretch 16 weeks 
generally probably uh, a little bit longer of a cut than most people would do if they were like trying to get stage ready or whatever. But point is, is like 16 weeks, 12 weeks, whatever the case may be. This is the time where you want to be like focusing on maintaining the muscle mass that you've built and then just like eating it enough of a deficit where you're shedding like a pound a week or something along those lines and, and cutting the fat down. And the point is, is the fact that he's able to use HRT, TRT, uh, things, things of that nature. Um, I would have front loaded all the building so that I wasn't at a deficit for, or as steep of a deficit anyway, for such a long period of time. Mm -hmm. Right. I would want to like back end it so that maybe the last 16 weeks I'm eating at like a 25% caloric deficit. But up until that point, maybe I was only eating like 10 or 15% caloric deficit. Right. Like obviously he's always going to be at a deficit because he was overeating. Is there something to like, well, if I lose a lot of weight, then quickly, then I can work out more efficiently. Does that make sense? You know, mm -hmm. so like, so like maybe I don't want to just like try to like build all this muscle while I'm, you know, uh, obese, right? I, you're I'd going rather, to naturally lose weight though. I guess so. Cause you're just burning more calories. Exactly. Yeah. And you're also like, if you're, if you're doping in the beginning, yeah. you're also just like reconfiguring all of your hormones to become a machine. Right? Like your hormones are configuring in such a way where you, be you become more efficient at burning calories. Exactly. Like everything is like, uh, is geared towards building lean muscle mass. Mm -hmm. Um, which, uh, you know, I, I said from day one, like, I think that that's the only way to approach something like this. Uh, even from my perspective where, you know, I'm probably walking at like 17 to 19% right now. If somebody challenged me to like cut my body fat percentage in half, uh, and gave me X amount of time to do so, there would definitely still be a phase where even though I think that like I've packed on a lot of muscle, there would still be a small phase where I think I would try to increase that muscle mass by some percent just because it's going to, it's really going to increase my odds of being able to lean out at the end, mm -hmm. right? Like uh, it just becomes really, really fucking hard. Like as somebody who's been trying to get back to 10% since I was in college, the amount of work and effort that you have to do in playing with all of the variables, whether it's your training, your food, your, uh, your cardio, um, there's all these different systems at play. And I guess like the, the biggest thing that I'm saying about deep is I wouldn't want to position myself into a corner where I had held off on, uh, juicing and like, you know, manipulating my hormones in such a way to the final 16 week block, because now we're in crunch time and we don't have the ability to test anything. Right? Like, we just have to know that the plan is going to work. Well, not only that, you want to be as efficient as possible as quickly as possible. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Not in the home stretch. Yeah. I mean, ideally, like, if you were given a year to do this, Off you would block. map, yeah, you would try to map it so that you did it in like 10 and a half months. Like, that would be the goal to leave yourself like that 10 week stretch at the end where it's like, okay, we have to get serious about this now. Like, we need to find a way to. To cut another three or four percent body fat. But I certainly hope he wins this bet. I, I just, think I think I, it's going to be really tough. I think it's going to be really tight. I don't think it's a flip. I think it's more of an eighty twenty. Really? Yeah. It's just. What if he starts juicing now? He's got sixteen weeks. You said. Yeah, that's that's a 40, full 12. cycle. A cycle is yeah twelve weeks. Yeah. Yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe yeah, you're I mean, right. if he on ramps like now ish twenty, even if maybe he started like four weeks ago or something like that, and he just gradually. It's just a willingness to be aggressive with it, right? Like, and recognize that you have a million dollars on the line and it's not about the pride of doing it naturally. Like what you've accomplished already is enough. Yeah. Uh, just kind of recognizing that like, you know, this is baked into the rules. You're not under some like regulatory body that says don't use 
uh, <laughs> TRT or HRT. Like, There's no water after you. <laughs> right. It's like, you know, medically speaking, like this stuff is used all the time as people age, as people are obese. Like, you know, you get into your 40s. Uh, like, you know, I don't know for sure, but when Perkins cut, I'm pretty confident he was on TRT. The guy's in his 50s and he got down to like fucking single digit body fat. Like, I doubt like that, that was tank. just, yeah, I doubt that that was just like uh, sitting around one day during Straight COVID. Natty, and it was like, bro. oh man, you know, I'm getting a little thick <laughs> here. Yeah. Let me, let me just start doing some more curls. And then just like wake up and it's like, blow! <laughs> it's like, come on, you know, it's, yeah, he looked great. Handsome it, Squidward. It's, it's kind of fun. Yeah. Honestly, like, it, it's pretty remarkable how well uh, the pharmaceutical industry has done at promoting against steroid use like it's crazy how how efficient it is to have convinced uh an entire society that all this stuff is so bad which you know there's obviously side effects there's obviously downside to it um but well, like, I mean, there's also difference between steroids and just hormone replacement yes but there isn't a big difference between steroids and trt uh like test replacement therapy and and steroids are pretty fucking close to one another well the androgenic effects of um like say DECA versus like just testosterone right. are definitely different right, right. as they're, far as they're, side yeah. effects go. Point is like they're basically derivatives of one another. They're just going to have like different uh, dosing and, and different side effects and stuff like that. Point, But what I'm trying to get at is like uh, good luck doing the same thing with alcohol. You know, good luck convincing an entire society that alcohol is like so bad for you and so repugnant that mm-hmm. uh, if you even know somebody who drinks, uh, you should like... Yeah, but it, it, it's... It doesn't even work with crack. Yeah. But like alcohol, is su- alcohol is such a social drug that it's, right. it that to separate it is, is very difficult. Yeah. Like people go to the bar and they have a drink and then they, you know. I do think we're entering a performance age though, where optimization's never been easier. Biohacking has become really popular. The addition of AI and all these other tools that are able to help us kind of calculate what our optimal form would potentially be our final form uh possibly if you do it wrong i guess um (laughs) but i think like as we transition now into uh better understanding the science behind these things a lot of the the lore and the uh, uh i guess like misinformation when it comes to any sort of like HRT therapy or hormone replacement therapy or uh, testosterone replacement therapy. I think that would kind of fall by the way. It got blanketed, right? Like steroid, quote unquote, steroids got equated to weed for like the bad drug campaign. Like it was all kind of under the same umbrella. Yeah. I mean, you know, we all watched those PSAs as kids where some like your PSAs are a little bit different than mine. Yeah. Like some juiced out muscle head was just like (laughs) going through a a roid rage fit. And like, they made it seem like, is it, you know, you would just like murder your family they if sort you of indulged. It, if you will. And the thing is, is like, th- there were some there were some extreme cases too. Like uh, Chris Benoit, who was a WWE wrestler, he ultimately did like a four person murder suicide where he killed his family and then killed himself. I think Al Zeta uh, was a. Do you remember Lyle Alzado? Maybe that. Maybe I'm don't. dating myself a little bit. No football player. He went a little nuts too. Mm. Yeah, but what I was going to get at is. Uh, the steroids were often blamed for this type of stuff, but it turned out to be um, CTE. Yeah, I was going to say right? CTE. Most of these guys just had yeah. like massive brain damage uh, mm-hmm. from from years and years of being hit in the head. And, uh, you know, that just obviously leads to a certain level of trauma. Um, all right, we'll save the rest. I don't think we got, we got to get into all this other stuff. Uh, yeah, we'll save that for tomorrow's show. Uh, so we got a couple fun things for tomorrow's show um, with regards to things that are going on on Twitter. But uh, let's wrap by giving you guys the uh, Tuesday Twitter prompt. Uh, Twitter Tuesday prompt. My apologies. How could I ever get this wrong? Uh, we would like to know who gave 
the best nipple moment in 2023. Uh, if you head over to the Only Friends Twitter account, that's Only Friends underscore Pod, you'll be able to place a vote. This vote will be between Charlie Carroll, Charlie Carroll, uh, Charlie Carroll, Sashimi, which I don't even know if Sashimi's was in 2023, but we're gonna let it slide. I think it was 2022. We'll but we're slip. gonna let it slide. Yeah, we're gonna let it slip, <laughs> if you will. Uh, who's the third one? Oh, Phil Hellmuth. Phil Hellmuth, the yeah. uh, circus director at the WSOP, mm-hmm. or your own personal write-in vote. Uh, be sure to head over to OnlyFriends underscore Pod and vote for the best nipple slip of 2023. We appreciate you guys as always. Don't forget to check out SolferY.io. New episode of on or sorry of uh, Poker Out Loud up today. Hit that like, subscribe, smash the bell. You know, make sure that you have the alerts on. Go check out our shorts. Uh, we've been putting out shorts every weekend on Saturday and Sunday. Would appreciate a little bit of love to those if you guys have the opportunity to maybe leave a comment give a little like thumbs up get it in the algo uh all that would be very helpful to us also don't forget that we do have a march of cash academy that's going to be march 18th to the 20th uh it's gonna be live here in las vegas if you guys want more information on that head to academy.selfwide.io and be sure to sign up there we'll see you guys all tomorrow melissa is going to be in studio and we're going to be doing a lot of fun stuff uh, to wrap my final day of the week. I'll leave you guys with these hooligans to, to round out the rest of the week. Uh, we'll see you guys tomorrow, noon Pacific. See you all then. Happy Peace. birthday, Burke!